0: Hey there, it's Aloe Baker from Triple M and welcome to my catch-up of my show right here on The Listener App. Now, if you missed the show this week, we did catch up with Mayor Stephen Lawrence, who you may or may not be aware has a background in law. Now, I wanted to ask Steve about COVID-19 vaccinations in the workplace. Some workplaces and industries, it's mandatory. Others, it's not. But there is growing tensions between unvaccinated and vaccinated employees and employers. What are the rules? Can employees terminate the contract of employers for not getting their vaccinations and give unsolicited medical advice to to their employees. Seems to be a bit of a grey area, so I got him on the show to have a little bit of a chat about it. Plus, we talked all things NRL with the grand final on the way and talked movies in lockdown with movie analyst Shane A. Bassett. It's Triple M Breakfast with Aloe Baker, right now joined by Mayor of this fine city, Steve and Lawrence. Steve, it's nice to actually have a chat about things that aren't COVID-related. For instance, like the Dubbo Pool reopening.
1: Absolutely. So the Dubbo Regional Council swimming pools, a reopening next week. Mm. Uh, the Geary and Wellington pool on Monday, the twenty seventh, and got a little hitch in Dubbo, so we're probably looking at opening that on the Tuesday. Just some problems with a valve, other sort of technical issues, but yeah, it's just awesome to have the pools reopening because but it's coming. Yeah. It's been a long cold winter in a lot of different ways, and I'm certainly looking forward to taking my little son down there and yeah, continuing with his swimming lessons and just being there with the people. I guess just. Mm in the pool and a bit more social and stuff really looking forward to it
0: let's talk about streaming sets this is an amazing local initiative uh, for local artists in Dubbo LGA as we know lockdowns has meant uh, it's been brutal on musicians they can't perform at weddings and gigs and pubs and clubs and uh, councillors come up with a way to uh, uh, give them a bit of a pay gig.
1: Yeah, this is really awesome. So we're basically paying artists 150 bucks to get uh, to do a set for us, and it's yeah going to go live on the council Facebook page and the events Facebook page. And yeah, it's a way to help these artists, but also to provide some you know light entertainment for people at home under lockdown. Yeah. Because yeah, you're absolutely right. Artists are out there basically you know working with sole traders small business people, you know, not getting paid by sort of employers and the like, and they've just been absolutely smashed by this lockdown. So, yeah, it's going to throw a bit of coin their way, but also provide entertainment for the community.
0: Now, that, of course, kicks off uh, this Friday night on the SOMAD Facebook page and whatnot. There is uh, a ways and means of artists to uh, apply
1: if they want to be a part of this. Yeah, so just head to the Council Facebook page and you'll find the information there. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's very exciting. I'm really excited about this. I think it'll be a really cool way uh, for established talent to obviously keep out there, but also newer talent um, to uh, to get themselves into that established uh, kind of realm as well. Now, Steve, let's talk about COVID. Uh, we well, knew you want real. to talk
1: about COVID.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of COVID talk. Uh, lots of rumours going around town about Um, rifts between employers and employees. Um, There's already rumours flying around about uh, people being threatened to lose jobs. Uh, Is it acceptable for an employer to give unsolicited medical advice to employees? These are all questions that are being thrown around at the Mm. moment. I know i am throwing a bit of a hard one for you at the moment, but there seems to be uncertainty about vaccines in the region.
1: Yeah, look, this is really complicated and I obviously, you know, I'm a lawyer in my day job, so Mm. I wouldn't want to be seen as giving legal advice to anyone, but Look, the reality of it is, is that employers and particularly employers in certain industries are going to be requiring vaccination as a requirement to work in, you know, particular industries. And decisions have obviously been made by health authorities and government that it reduces certain types of risks, particularly transmission risks and so people who are not vaccinated now particularly people that have got concerns about it are going to have to make pretty hard decisions. Now this is a sort of legal issue fundamentally so if anyone feels that they could have a case or their legal rights are being infringed or they're not happy with it then they certainly should seek legal advice about it because It could be less clear-cut in particular industries, I don't know. So certainly, you know, wouldn't want to discourage people from getting advice about their legal position. But I think the reality, at least in certain industries, is going to be that it's going to be a key requirement. And that's already happening in health and aged care and a range of industries. And that's based on, so far as I understand it, you know, some sort of research that's been done about risk and I guess anyone could sort of understand that if you pose a particular risk in a particular industry, you know, to the public or to you know, to the particular people that you serve, then you could understand why the requirement might be put on you to get vaccinated. But um really difficult sort of issue because yeah. you know this is in a fundamental way a medical procedure and people are understandably a bit averse to the idea that they're being forced to undertake a medical procedure. But I think we need to think about this as not just a medical procedure, but also, in a way, a form of community service that we do for other people in the community, because it does reduce, obviously, the burden on the health system, but also, it seems, uh, the risk of transmission.
0: It seems like uh, there's going to be some interesting times ahead in the coming weeks and months, because obviously what's going on in Melbourne is out of control. but there is people who have valid questions as well, and I guess uh, time will tell what's going to come out. But, um, yeah, I guess everyone has to seek their own independent uh, legal advice and medical advice, Steve.
1: Mate, that's absolutely right. And, you know, you sort of see this stuff going around on Facebook about the ill effects of the vaccine and so forth, but the reality is these things are not being hidden, and there's an Australian government website, the TGA website, that records all reported adverse effects of the vaccine and there are in a very small minority of cases adverse effects or serious adverse uh, effects but that's that's so virtually of all medical procedures. I mean if you get a general anaesthetic there's something like a one in 130,000 chance of dying from it. If you take antibiotics there's a certain percentage risk of an adverse outcome. People die or are seriously affected by a whole range of medical procedures all the time and it's not reported because it's an inevitable consequence of certain medical procedures and that's so in respect of the whole range of vaccines but what the research shows about this one or these ones are that they are far safer than many other vaccines and they overall are very safe and very effective so certainly my personal perspective is to encourage people but really important that people are informed and that people don't feel that information is being kept from them. Because it's not, it's all out there in the public domain.
0: Well, thank you uh, so much for your time this morning, Steve. We've got to go to a new spot and weather update. But uh, I appreciate your time this morning and uh, interesting times moving ahead and also very exciting that the pool's opening up again. It's just, just the-
1: Absolutely, mate. Look forward to getting <laughs> down there. Cheers. <laughs> Popcorn. Chop tops.
2: And the latest releases.
0: Let's go to the movies
2: with Shane A. Bassett. And
0: right now it's time to talk all things movies as we do on a Thursday morning with movie analyst Shane A. Bassett. Still no cinemas open here in Dubbo, even though there's rumours of them opening in Orange and various places around us. Uh, Shane A. Bassett still looking at movies in uh, streaming lockdown capabilities.
2: Yeah, exactly. I know the rumours that you're hearing, so am I, but uh, at this point the uh, silver screen is still not flickering.
0: Let's talk Amazon Prime because that is something we can watch at home, provided we've got the subscription and the internet. Birds of Paradise.
2: Yes, uh, Birds of Paradise, which I watched last night. Uh, It's a drama of an American. Uh, She's on this scholarship at a French ballet school overcoming obstacles to become a prima donna, which is sort of the pinnacle of all ballet dancers. It's not quite Black Swan or The Red Shoes, which are, are too regarded... Uh, ballet movies, but I must say that it, even if you don't like dancing, there's something in this. There's some really good acting from a young cast. Mm. Jacqueline Bisset, who's a legendary icon, she's in it, and it's exciting. It's also romantic, so I was impressed. Safe that is a Paradise, good show.
0: Safe for the family?
2: No, I would say teenagers up.
0: Mm. It kind of almost sounds like it's an art house show.
2: Very art house, actually. Uh, it's a little bit different, although it's. The, 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 although the story is as straightforward as they come when it comes to friendship and rivalries in a dance school, there's just something about these actors. They step up, and I really enjoyed it.
0: How many buckets of popcorn are you giving Amazon Prime's new flick, Birds of Paradise? A four out of five buckets. Okay. It was good stuff. I know Bassett liked it. Now, um, I'm a big fan of James Bond's series, especially the Daniel Craig ones. They yeah. kind of remind me of Jason Bourne. Uh, now, with, it's been released that his movie is coming out. It's coming, it's coming. We can finally uh, get excited for it. But there is a special thing for uh, a bit of a behind-the-scenes look of fans.
2: For fans, yeah, you you would really like this. Hello, it's called Being James Bond. It's a documentary on Apple TV Plus. Uh, it is a look across the five Daniel Craig, James Bond movies. So he began in 2006 with mm. Casino Royale. Uh, he was 38 years old at the time, and he's now 53. Uh, the final one, No Time to Die, as you say, is finally being released in November in Australia after 18 months' delay. I like him a lot, and he did. He changed the way the James Bond movies were looked at because the movies before him with Pierce Brosnan were kind of still very comedy and over the time And the Jason Bourne movies changed everything after that, so that's where the James Bond movies went to, the the Bourne era. Uh, Really good evolution of the character, brilliant documentary of behind the scenes of the five movies, I really enjoyed it a lot, and you would too.
0: How many buckets of popcorn are you giving
2: Being James Bond now available on Apple Plus? Also, four buckets out of five. It's impressive. And it's only just over an hour, but it packs in a lot of information.
0: Let's do a, uh, a special mention of one other, Shanae Bassett. I'll leave it completely up to you. What else is worth watching?
2: Well, Bruce Willis is in another movie. It's his fourth movie of the year, and he's got another two to come, apparently. Uh, he plays a retired detective in Out of Death. And really briefly... It's just an action adventure. He is in the woods in this isolated lake house, trying to get some time out by himself, and he gets a knock at the door. It's a girl who needs some help. She's being chased by some corrupt police, so he gives her a hand. And action
0: and adventure ensues. And uh, it's available on DVD now and to stream through Amazon Prime, I believe.
2: Yeah, out of depth on digital platforms and on DVD if you still collect. Uh, physical media, such as myself. But it's Bruce Willis. He's an icon. I like him a lot still.
0: Movie analyst Shannon Bassett, thank you so much for your time this week and giving us a bit of a heads-up of what's worth watching uh, while we're at home in lockdown.
2: Thanks very much, Allo. Take it easy. Allo and Maroon,
0: NRL footy
3: tips. Allo the and footy
0: Thanks to Autobahn Dubbo. Maroon, I was in Auto uh, Autobahn yesterday and I wanted to get something something basic for my car. I think it was a light globe or something, and every employee was up at the counter. Oh, we've got to get this, we've got to get this pet care package from Maroon, right? We've got to get it right.
3: Oh, well, mate, they do it. They always do get it right. Don't worry about that. Because that's what you get there. You get great service, but more importantly, you get great advice. Because that's the thing, Alo. We all love cars, but I mean we don't know how to fix them. We don't know how to keep them, uh, maintain them, so that's where you go to get all the right advice.
0: Where do I go when I want to get all the right advice as far as knowing who's going to win the NRL this week because geez, it comes down to the wire. And I don't know if it, many people saw this happening um, Panthers and Storm not being head to head in the grand
3: final. Well, yeah, look, they ended up on the same side of the draw, didn't they, going into the final? So uh, it's now or never for both of those sides. But first up, of course, we've got Manly taking on the Bunnies. Now, are you it, nervous? Oh, I'm nervous, mate. I know that this Manly side are capable of a lot of good things. And we often hear about, um, you know, Turbo, Tom Trebojevic or Jake Trebojevic or how many points Ruben Garrick's got in him. Or, but let's um, talk for a second about uh, Daly Cherry Evans and Kieran Foran at half and 5'8", and Desi Hasler as coach. Talk about putting the band back together. This is the team that was so successful for them 2010, 11 and 12 and so on. Um, so Manly... Very experienced in the hard, very experienced in big games. So look, it's got to be a close one. But I just think the Bunnies, with the week off, um, should just be able to uh, overcome Manly. And, of course, mate, you know I'm not going to tip against my Bunnies this far down the track. Are the Bunnies operating a full team? Well, pretty much so, mate. Obviously, no uh, Latrell Mitchell. So he'll be missed, obviously. He's he's such a bonus, such a a match winner. So much impact he has on that Rabideau side. But, you, you know, you can only play with who you've got. And Young Parf was so good against that Penrith side. We've still got Alex Johnson, Cody Walker. Adam Reynolds, Cam Murray, Damian Cook. So, you know, we know this for the Rabbitohs. This is their fourth prelim final in four years. They lost the other three. This time, though, the Bunnies are there waiting. They're waiting. They've had the week off, and they're going to be, uh, at the very least, making the grand final, I would
0: think. I reckon it's going to be interesting because the Seagulls, you can't underestimate them at the moment. That game last week, 42-6 over the Roosters. No, they're certainly capable, mate. Yeah. They are certainly capable. Now, Storm have beaten the Panthers a couple of times this season. Will they do it again? It was pretty comfortable the last couple of times from memory. So, yeah, look, now this
3: is interesting on two fronts. Firstly, I think that Melbourne benefit from the rest. But let's not all forget, all forget that not only do they have the rest, Melbourne, but he rested everybody in the last game of the season. So in the last three or four weeks, they've had plenty of time to get uh, little injuries, little niggling injuries, right. So with the rest, once again, I think Melbourne will be too good for Penrith.
0: So you reckon it's going to be a Storm
3: Bunnies grand final? Well, that's what I think. Hello, I think the way this, this the, 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 the two sides that have had the rest should win this weekend, and that would be the Rabbitohs of Melbourne. I'm going to go against you. I'm going to say Storm Eagles. Well, mate, that you're supposed to be a mate of mine. Fancy coming out and saying that?
0: Uh, but let's be honest, let's let's spare a thought for the Panthers because they have had a cracking season and to be... If, if they don't get through this weekend, it's it's going to be disappointment
3: for them. Oh, massively, mate. You know, but it's so hard to win a grand final, isn't it? I mean, they just find themselves on the wrong side of the draw. Yeah. Uh, as, as you said earlier, and so they are got to play Melbourne to get into the grand final. So, look, I tell you what, if they beat, beat Melbourne, they'll be... Red hot favourites, yeah. Uh, and let's remember, last weekend they had a massive, a massive game, high impact, high collision, lots of defence uh, against Parramatta. Whereas the Manly side, they had a quite an easy game. So I suppose, that in a lot of ways, for Penrith, it's about backing up from that power, um, howl- that big game last week. Mm. Well, as far as I'm concerned, anyone but the Storm in the grand final. Let's go Panthers. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I think uh, it's certainly in your part of the world. mate, a lot of people will hope you're right. They got such a big uh, contingent of, of, of players from your area. Now, we'd love to see Penrith win and then get smashed
0: by the Rabbitohs in the grand final. Oh, Maroon, uh, good luck to your bunnies, of course. Good luck to everyone whose teams are playing this weekend, and we'll catch up with you next week for a grand final pre-chat. Righto, hello, and uh, we will talk then and go the bunnies. And, of uh, course, you can
3: listen to the whole thing on um, a Triple M, NRL, or via the listener app.